To all the wanderers, wanderers, free thinkers, and throwaway kids, welcome to the dumpster fire. Let's Let's get get dumpster dumpster diving. diving. Folks, we are back. Uh, How's it going, guys? Yes, we uh, we do have a guest today. Miss uh, Velvet is actually going to help be a little bit of a backup. Uh, She's going to try to keep us a little extra honest. Hi. <laughs> Doing some of our technical work for us. We, we've definitely been missing that here lately. We will be forcing her to speak at some point. <laughs> at some point. I'm going to throw things at her until she does. So. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, she'll, well, she'll likely be a guest on a future podcast, but we kind of just put her on the spot tonight. It's like, hey, you, we got work for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are we sipping on today? All right. This is a strange one. It's uh, one that I didn't know I would be going after. Uh you know, I've talked a bit about the flavored bourbons, and I'm not a huge fan of flavored bourbons. Even I enjoy them from time to time, but when I'm doing this especially, I want to have some history. I want to have something cool to talk about. I don't want to talk about, oh, there's a lot of peach syrup in this. <laughs> yeah. Well, we now have the king of flavored bourbons. I think that that is actually, could be a legal term at this point, uh, really? bird dog. Bourbon. Oh, sweet. They have won so many awards for their flavored bourbons. It, it's insane. Sip awards, all kinds of stuff. I didn't realize that they were judging flavored bourbons like this until yeah. I looked into this company. But what I have in my hands is Bird Dog Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Oh, nice. Yeah, 84 proof. Uh, it's a pretty basic. Well, it looked just like the flavored, just extra bland. And when I picked it up, I was like, oh, this is a straight flavored bourbon. And I was like, who makes this? Now, this is cool. This is made by Western Spirit, and Western Spirit started in 07. Uh, oh. They have a couple brands. The flagship of this brand is called Lexington Bourbon. Uh, they have another one here called Calumet. This bird dog's big. Sam Houston, uh, 20 gram vodka, crew vodka, and Boquilia rum. Oh, so they do a little bit of everything. They do a little bit of everything. Uh, they haven't been around long. Like I said, started in 07. They started with a blackberry-flavored whiskey, which was this bird dog. That's the first bird dogs I saw were like blackberry or peach, things yeah. like that. Yeah, it's well flavored Then I ran across this one, uh, Kentucky Straight. And, you know, it's pretty interesting looking. Uh, I figured if it, they can win this many accolades for flavored bourbons, they've got to be able to make at least a decent yeah standard bourbon you just gotta have a base for that right so yeah and uh i like the name bird dog that's a good name bird dog's a good name it really is all right let's give this a shot man oh that's not bad that is not bad a little smoother than i was expecting actually it really is it's got a lot of uh Kind of a lot of char in that Ford taste. Yeah. It's not quite as complex as some of the things we've tried in the past. Yeah. But it does have a little bit of complexity. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit of sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. A lot of char. Um, not mm-hmm. a bad bourbon altogether. Not a bad bourbon. And this is absolutely not an expensive bourbon. I think it was $18. That's they have nice. priced this 84 proof real bourbon right in line with their flavored bourbons. Really? Which I've never really seen that until now. Yeah, so yeah. I was kind of impressed with the price. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to I think we're going to have to pull Jim Beam Black back out and try another one of that. And I also think that I might start pulling out two bourbons to do side by sides. Yeah. I always wanted to do, yeah, I always wanted to do that with Jack Daniels cuz I always was convinced I could give people their favorite bourbon and then Jack Daniels on the rocks. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, this is better." 
<laughs> I could be totally wrong. I can yeah. get old, you know. Yeah. But. Mm. Very interesting. It's definitely a very drinkable bourbon. So, we're going to talk about mostly uh, animals today. Now, the large reason for this and what we came up with is Justin's been tracking these uh, monarch caterpillar eggs in my yard. Yeah. Millions of them. Yeah. There's a post on the uh, Facebook group. You can see the pictures when we first found them. Yeah. Uh, there's a climbing milkweed in my yard that has climbed up a uh, hummingbird feeder post. Yeah. And apparently that that's an attractant to them, correct? Yes. Yeah, the milkweed, uh, that's what they live on. Uh, monarchs, uh, that is one of the problems we're having, is uh, people tend to kill milkweed, and it's changing the migratory patterns and changing the population of the monarchs. Mm -hmm. I was really surprised, though. Everything I've found, now I've been corrected a couple times, that uh, this side of the United States does have a different uh, monarch uh, season, uh, but everything I found said May uh, is when we should be seeing monarchs uh, or monarch mm -hmm. caterpillars. And uh, here it is in September. And we just went out there in the yard to look for caterpillars. And I don't see any caterpillars. Most of the eggs are gone. Um, I will be searching over the next week for the chrysalis, the, the cocoons, to see if we can uh, get some photos of that and get that up on the page. Yeah. I think that'd be interesting to watch. Yeah, this was also, uh, I, I don't know, I had brought this up to you, Justin, I don't know if we talked about it on there, but uh, the uh, we had a double emergence this year, the 17-year locust, uh, yes. the, the cicadas. Yeah, and I kind of feel like this was part of that. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I had none here. I actually thought that perhaps having the pigs in the backyard mm -hmm. had messed up our population here. Yeah. No, not even close. It, they were yeah. just late. And then yeah. one day there was the that drone that yeah. not that I missed so much. So, yeah, I, I believe you can hear that in the background of our last podcast. Yeah. So. Yeah. We had them up in Bloomington when the wave first hit. Yeah. yeah. They, they had them in here on other parts of town here. Even. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was weird. It was just here <laughs> that it just did not hit the first wave. It was mm -hmm. kind of crazy. Yep. So, and I have some exciting news. Uh, my very neurotic rat terrier, uh, Penelope, yeah. who will steal. She will <laughs> mug you for coffee. Yeah. Uh, she shakes. She has, was attacked by a bird when she was young and got a bad skin infection on her back. Okay. Uh, she today, a friend of mine was over and he had a garlic cheese bread. Yeah. And she just lost her mind for that garlic cheese bread. And in a row, she did every trick that all the other <laughs> dogs do in a row without being prompted. <laughs> I'm talking she me. rolled over she went up there and smacked him with her paw yeah, she yeah. sat down and she we've never been able to get her to speak so instead of speaking she made this like extremely high pitched squeal yeah which was her version of speaking I guess and yeah. I was just shocked I'm like that came out of completely out of nowhere in her defense I would do a lot of tricks for garlic bread and I think this garlic <laughs> bread is just fire it's my own uh, recipe too that yeah. I've come up with uh, It's it's now been approved by both people who have tried it we will actually probably have some later nice i'll let you try it out and you guys can tell me what you'll think so yeah uh you know maybe that'll maybe that'll be a thing we'll do a taste test uh, so Sweet. yeah the chef life is paying off if you ask me i yeah. can make some cool stuff now yeah chef so life. so i got her to do uh multiple tricks in a row we got her to roll over we got her to sit she's still confusing sit and lay down and she's still confusing don't jump in my face and try to rip the food out of my hand with <laughs> yeah, you know, anything else any other command <laughs> yeah. uh, she, she's got a little issues there but yeah. the this dog moves 
hundred miles an hour. Like yeah, she never she slows. She truly down. does. Her tail has never stopped moving. Yeah. Not once. Yeah. She's sleeping. It's just. I think she's immortal as long as the tail moves. That's probably what it is. It's a dynamo. <laughs> yeah. It's her little engine. That yeah. Just keeps her wound up. Yeah. So. That's pretty awesome. It's cool. It's really cool seeing her uh, branch out and seeing that intelligence arrive. Uh, when we trained her. Uh, her protege, her predecessor, Smokey, who we still have. Uh, he's getting old, but he's he's a game rat terrier. He's I talk about him all the time. When we trained him, he just didn't get a thing. Yeah. And then one day, Ella, he kept getting up on his hind legs to jump and attack food. He stole a steak from me. Whole steak oh. off my plate. Looked like a shark. I'm surprised he survived that. Oh, I chased him down <laughs> and took it back and washed it off and ate it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, you're yeah, not going to yeah, do this. He didn't yeah. He didn't get a hold of it much. He just ripped it off my plate. Yeah. Like, no. But, uh, yeah, Smokey uh, was completely out of control, but when he realized that words meant things, yeah, she taught him beg. He would beg before he'd get up on his hind feet and try yeah. to jump up and get food. Yeah. And it was like watching him take the red pill and you know, yeah. the matrix his head <laughs> cock sideways and then he knew all of them. Yeah. All the traits. It was finally clicked. Teach him. And after that he completely chilled. Like I can put his food in this cage and be easy. Yeah. Easy. And he'll wait. Uh, Penelope also did she waited for chicken nuggets today. Yeah. She lost her cool on one. Yeah. And I did the same thing. I went right up to her, made her drop it, and then I gave it to her after she chilled. Yeah. But I was, I'm so impressed. Uh, one of the funniest training incidents I've ever seen with a dog when I lived with our mutual friend Clint, he, uh, he's trained many hunting dogs. Yes, many. He he's a very, very good at it. Mm-hmm. He had this big lunk of a lab. I think his name was Sam. Big, white, beautiful lab. But he's, he's just dumb. He yes. just was. And this dog... Never learned not to pee in the house. He just learned to quit hiking his leg. So he would look ashamed and just keep walking like he wasn't peeing. So there'd be little squiggles all over her fucking carpet. It was nuts. And he never did get it. He thought he was in trouble for hiking his leg and not for the peeing. It was ridiculous. But uh, So he ended up being an outside dog. He's a good boy. He's just dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah, I, I, we've had we had one named Titus that was that way. He was a male corgi, and God, he was lovable, but he was just dumb. He would literally be walking through the house and looking at the ground. I don't know what he was looking for, and run into things. And I was like, <laughs> "What? What is wrong with this dog?" He had a big old blockhead too. He was just he was a huge corgi. Uh, did you ever read uh, or look at online uh, hyperbole and a half? Do you remember this? It was a kind of a comic book strip that this girl made. And oh, it was with wildly. the dog speeding through space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's got really bad illustration and it was brilliant. Was she it, the alot with? What, what was that? So people will spell a lot, A-L-O-T, all one word. Yeah. So she developed this like comic strip of this creature, the alot. <laughs> uh, maybe. I, think uh, I, I don't remember. It's been years, but uh, she kind of disappeared. Uh, but she... Uh, she she loved rescuing animals, and she liked rescuing animals. I, I had one of her books that she made, and uh, she had rescued this dog that was the 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 rescue shelter told her that it was unlovable. <laughs> like literally, no one wanted this dog. I think it had one eye, and it was like mad at the world. And so she was like, "I will fix it with my love." Aww. And she takes it home, and she realizes after about a week that this dog is like dumb. And she's never felt that way about an animal. So she's going to test his intelligence. 
So she gets uh, she gets online and finds what she considers a couple of um, reputable intelligence tests for dogs. First one's very easy. You get a cup, um, just a little plastic cup, uh, get a treat. Get them all excited about the cup and the treat. You just put the treat under the cup. Then you time how long it takes them to knock the treat over or the cup over to get the treat. Right. Ten seconds or less, they're highly intelligent. Goes down from there. Well, after twenty minutes, uh, this dog takes a nap next to the cup. <laughs> now she wasn't giving up hope. So uh, there's a second test. Second test, you get a blanket. Get them all riled up about the blanket. Then you just toss the blanket over their head. Time how long it takes the takes them to knock the blanket off their head. Ten seconds or less. They're highly intelligent. Goes down from there. Well, uh, after about 20 minutes, he took a nap with a blanket on his head. <laughs> and she was like, I'm just going to love you anyway, bro. <laughs> so it was like her big, dumb, one-eyed dog. Yes. <laughs> like, I always thought that was great. That is great. I mean, it's, that's, that was Titus. Like, he would just watch the other dogs do tricks and just give up. Yeah. Like, there are no treats for me. The world is unfair. Yeah. Like, come here, bro. I'll give you a treat, you yeah. blockhead. Yeah. Poor guy. I, I had a I had a big dumb lab for a while that I swear all that he heard all day every day was do 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 I almost hired someone with a tuba to follow him around. <laughs> Nowadays you can make a TikTok channel out of that and yeah. make a career. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of tubas, man, one of the things that I just find fascinating, and this is just how my mind is tonight, is the the reintroduction of the saxophone into metal. Yeah. Just a sexy sax shows up in all yeah. these metal tracks, and it's just, it's beautiful. I saved a meme recently, and I can't remember exactly how it was word, worded. Uh, um, punk punk says, fuck the world, the world's fucked, so fuck the world, or fuck the system. Uh, Neopunk says, fuck the world, but uh, there's beauty in it. And then Skull says, fuck the world, and I've got a trumpet. Yes, that's, that is very accurate. <laughs> yeah. Highly, highly accurate. Yeah. So we're talking about intelligent animals, and I still my reference for intelligent animals is uh, Alex the parrot. Yeah, uh, I, I just love that bird. He was such a dick. Yeah, he lived a high stress life and actually died of a, I think coronary <laughs> artery disease from his angst. <laughs> but uh, he was super, super, super intelligent. I think he was too intelligent. He had some existential dread. He did. Up. He really did. They actually, the lady said that uh, when he wouldn't want to do the tasks or anything, she would go and just interact with another parrot and he would get ragingly jealous. And like, yeah. no, fuck that parrot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the boy, I'm the man. Yeah. And, uh, but what, I watched a lot of stuff with Alex. There's controversy over whether he was really that smart or not. And what got me was he, uh, I think she said she gave him mangoes. And they didn't tell him the name for him. They were just a random fruit. And he called them banapples. And would ask yeah. for that. He tried to make up his own word for him. And he, that shows the higher... Intellect. Their tongue has apparently a ton of ability to sense texture. Mm-hmm. So he could tell the texture's not an apple. Yeah. It tastes different. Like yeah. It's a squishy like banana. And yeah. he made that up. So that is just amazing to me. Yeah, that shows a whole new level of intelligence. We, uh, I had a, a lady I knew that raised uh, African Grace. She never had one super smart like that. But I've also heard that most of Alex's uh, other parrots that were in the same program as him, not a lot of them excelled like he did. 
And that's the thing is, yeah, there are animals with higher levels of intelligence or entire species with higher levels of intelligence like us. But there's also outliers within that species. I mean, look at us. Not everyone that's a human is an Einstein (laughs) or a Nikolai Tesla. Randomly enough, one of the parrots that's really coming up the ranks, he's another African gray named Einstein. Really? Extremely smart, showing a lot of promise, yeah. I don't know if he's in a uh, research setting or if he's owned by someone but you're not going to get a pick where these pop up yeah and and that's the thing is even with humans i I read an interesting study that said there was there's probably every 20 years uh within that 20 years there are 20 people with an iq level of someone like einstein like what we consider once in a generation intellect but the problem is the chances of that person to be born into affluence enough or to have the opportunities enough to actually explore that intellect and get the education they need to like fully explore that intellect is almost zero. Uh, I mean, it is such a low probability. I mean, I think there's lots of people with that high level intellect. It's just, are we going to see it? Well, you know? I think the only way that you can show and launch yourself forward from one of these lowly settings is the ASVAB. Yeah. That's the only thing yeah. I know of that people have like, oh, I took the ASVAB, I got a 160 or something, and then all of a sudden they were getting recruited. And Why aren't we doing this with ISTEP yeah. and stuff like that? It, it's like the, well, it makes me think of the gentleman in the 80s, and I'll, I never can remember his name. Um, in the late 80s, uh, I believe it was the IBM company, uh, went into India and just set up computer kiosk in the slums of India. Uh, That's all it was. They just set up computers wanting to see what would happen. And they come back a month later to see if uh, they were stolen or if they had been used. And not only had they been used, they'd been translated to Hindi, the local dialect. They hadn't even program these things to speak the local language they spoke english yes someone was not had not only these are people without running water these are people without any education i mean no elementary school no nothing and someone had retrained this computer to speak hindi and was teaching themselves high level mathematics Mm -hmm. and uh so they were like, who did this uh, to the village? And the village didn't want to say anything because they thought they'd get in trouble. Uh-huh. Well, so they left them and came back a month later. This person is teaching themselves trigonometry. This is a person that's never been to school. And they're ch- teaching themselves trigonometry. It turned out it was a 14-year-old, mm-hmm. a 14-year-old boy. And he has brought more change to mathematics in the last 40 years than anyone in the 40 before that, since Einstein, essentially. He developed uh, abstract algebra. But the only reason he did is because these people from IBM reached out and found out who was doing this and like gave him the opportunities to explore it. If he was still in the slums of India, we would never know who he was, you know? And that's uh, that's sad. And that's a once-in-a-generation uh, intellect there that very easily could have gone unnoticed. It was by pure happenstance yeah. that it was discovered. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why I find intelligence so fascinating. We were talking earlier before the podcast. Um, one of the things I've been uh, studying, and it's just a fascinating thing to me, is the lily dolphin experiments. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was in the Bahamas. A uh, young lady, Margaret Howe, I can't remember her last name, Margaret Howe Lavat, had, uh, she had 
been going to college and had dropped out and just randomly moved to the Bahamas. Right. Because uh, she wanted to be on the beach. And she wanted to go scuba diving on one of the far-off islands. And all the natives told her, like, no, uh, they don't want people on that island. She's the type of person you tell her no, she's going to do it anyway. Turned out they were doing some of the most advanced research on dolphins on this island. And she talked her way into the lab. And yep. uh, she ended up suggesting that she live with one of the dolphins in a flooded apartment. She would have... Uh, waterproofed boards that she could live on but she'd spend most of her time down in the water and the dolphin she lived with was a young adolescent male named peter and she lived with him for right over nine months and she was her whole goal was teaching him english and go online go to youtube we we did it right before we started the program and listen to Peter try to speak English. It is amazing. It's absolutely uh, fascinating. He doesn't have the mouth parts. They use their black blowhole to make sounds. Mm-hmm. They don't have a, a vocal they cords. Or, yeah, they don't have a tongue. They don't have a voice box. So he can't quite do it, but he is definitely trying. And it seems like there's understanding there, that he understands what some of the words are meaning. Uh, it's pretty amazing. It doesn't sound like mimicry. It really does sound like he's absolutely trying to talk uh, this is the most cool thing about that that was funded by nasa yeah yeah what were they up yeah, to yeah that just were you gonna yeah. shoot it off into space <laughs> yeah. are you guys gonna rocket it off up there and see what happens i'm fairly certain that's what was gonna happen i mean the whole thing ended in disaster which we'll talk about momentarily yeah. but uh she uh she actually talks about when you see her interviewed that he would, like, push her into a different room of the apartment so he could practice what they had learned in front of a mirror. He was trying to get it right for her. And this is not a time she's in the room interacting with him or giving him attention or giving him fish or any kind of reward. This is him literally trying to practice because he wants to communicate with her. Well, it all blew up because it turned out Lily, the head scientist on the uh, team, had gotten into LSD and started feeding dolphins LSD which was not popular once it got out to the public. Uh-huh. And on top of that, when they did their investigation, it turned out that this young male dolphin that she'd been living with, he's a horny young adolescent, he would get hard-ons, he'd get aroused, and she, he wouldn't focus during. And he would do things like dry hump her leg. So she started... Uh, giving him hand jobs essentially so that he would focus. <laughs> she said it literally lasts 10, 15 seconds. Uh, he would get his rocks off and they could focus for the day. It wasn't sexual to her, but because of the drug allegations and that, it kind of blew up and they lost all their funding literally overnight. It made it into one paper and then everybody picked it up. NASA is not about sending hand jobs into space. <laughs> no, not no. A bit. no. No, they don't support acid or hand jobs no, generally. No. So. Nor drugs. They don't yeah. want aliens getting drugs <laughs> back and like, hey, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't eat the brown acid. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I just thought it was a really interesting experiment. And uh, I, there's still uh, dolphin experiments going on at UC Berkeley right now. Um, it w- last time I looked at it, it was a 20-year study. I believe it started in 2008. Mm-hmm. And uh, their big focus is trying to figure out whether dolphins are telepathic. That's one of the focuses. Uh, They have several focuses of that research. But one of them, there's a lot of evidence that dolphins communicate on a level that we do not understand. Right. That we just aren't capable of. And uh, 
I mean, they have very similar rain stars, just much bigger. I can tell you this from watching three dolphins who were buddies. Uh, I was actually talking them into doing tricks, doing all this stuff. I was with I was with the Mermaid Queen, our, yeah. our, our dolphin trainer friend, who uh, yeah. she actually talked to me about the different like. She notices the animal's personalities. Yeah. And I'm talking across species, like seals. And then yeah. this, this uh, sea lion acted this way. And, like, she's seeing the outliers in these. So I'm wondering, yeah. now, like, what's the smartest dolphin in the world like? Yeah. But from watching three of them together, it's almost like they have an inside joke. Really? Yes. And they're outside looking at you just kind of chuckling. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're doing your tricks and stuff. Now, this yeah. was this was kind of sealed for me. I wrote her immediately when this happened. We watched a... Uh, one of the dolphin exhibitions uh, in Indianapolis. And one of the dolphins was just like, fuck no. Really? He did not care what his trainer asked, and he was just clowning her like a teenager flirting. Same thing, going up, splashing her, doing his own tricks, yeah. swimming off, pestering the other dolphin until the point the other dolphin got furious. And I do yeah. believe that uh, Heather, the mermaid queen, knows these dolphins. Really? I think so, because they, they, they kind of move them around now yeah. and then. Yeah. That does happen. But I was just rolling laughing. I'm like, he is a dick. Yeah. He does not care. <laughs> yeah, Look at him go. And finally, at the very end, he kind of pulled it together because he wanted more fish. Yeah. He decided yeah. That, He's like, know, fine, I'll do your dance. Do these things. But he, went, he went over to the side. These are separated tanks. That's how they do this. They have the big main tank and then the side tanks. Yeah. And was communicating across with the other dolphins and just getting them riled up. And I was like, this is This is amazing. That's and awesome. a lot of people didn't get what they were they were seeing, but I'm like, that dolphin is being a jerk. So I asked yeah. Heather about it, and she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no way to make any of these animals. No. When you're something. dealing with an intellect like that, they're, uh, they've got you as much trained as you have. That is it. That's what she uh, said. She yeah. said, they want to do the show, they do it. She said, they don't want to do the show. Yeah, we just look stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just It's just out. like in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy that... Uh, uh, it turns out that mice are the smartest thing on the planet, and then dolphins, and then humans. And uh, the dolphins, right before the earth is destroyed, leave, saying, so long, thanks for all the fish. <laughs> Literally, they sing the song, so long, thanks for all the fish, before leaving for space. Uh, which wouldn't be surprised, I would not be surprised to find out that the dolphins are the only thing keeping us from a cephalo- cephalopod takeover. Uh, could be. Yeah, I really. They're think... negotiating for us. They're <laughs> yeah. like, no, they're not that bad. Yeah. Don't worry about the air breathers. <laughs> yeah. We've got them handled. Too See, late. we have them trained so well. <laughs> yeah, we have them trained. That's why they do the shows to prove to the cephalopods they got us trained. Yeah. Like they're just dumb. <laughs> they're dumb apes. It's cool. Never <laughs> mind the two legs. Look, look, they these big ships out and cultivate fish and feed them to us in tanks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're farming us. That's awesome. <laughs> it's very possible. Yeah. I really think uh, it's a possibility. So. Watched a video the other day that was just painful to watch. It was a person just picking up a blue ring octopus. <laughs> like, oh, look, it's so cute. And I'm like, what? What are you doing? Yeah. Do you not understand what's happening right yeah. now? No, they had no clue. And that's the thing, is blue ring octopus are the most poisonous or venomous uh, octopus. Um, Every octopus is venomous. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them. They choose whether or not to kill you. And you're playing with fire when you pick up an octopus. Uh, There's a rule in cephalopod study um, that you don't touch an octopus, you let the octopus touch you. Um, 
and uh, that's actually one of my goals. I was talking about this earlier. I want to go to the uh, aquarium at Boston College, and uh, you have to sign up a year in advance. It costs a lot of money, but uh, you go and study with the uh, the marine biology students, the grad students, and uh, you get to interact uh, for like three days with the octopuses, and. Uh, I think it would just be such an amazing experience because when an octopus touches you, each sucker has more sensory information in it than we do in our entire bodies. They can tell your blood pressure. They can tell your hormone levels. I mean, we know for fact that one of the researchers, uh, I think I've talked about this probably on the very first podcast we did, one of the researchers in Boston, and I believe it was 2007, 2008, she was the night shift. That was the shift she studied, Sophia. And Sophia... Octopuses are known for getting uh, uh, little inside jokes with people. They'll splash yep. certain people with water. They'll blow water at them. They'll, they have little jokes. They'll flash certain collars at certain people. But every time she'd see this girl, she would grab her by the left hit and with one of her tentacles and just flash red and white, which is typically their like danger uh, collar. And she did this for months, and the researcher just wrote it off as like an inside joke. Until she was diagnosed with breast cancer in that breast. Yeah. And Sophia knew it and was trying to tell her, hey, there's something wrong with this titty mm-hmm. here. Like, she's making it perfectly clear. She's like flashing red and white, like, problem with water, Rogers. <laughs> like, danger. <laughs> like, no, uh, she never picked it up. And then finally she uh, felt a lump one day and realized. That was that, yeah. Yeah. They, and, they have figured out, they, they now have dogs that can sniff out certain types of tumors and things and, like that. And that's the thing. Thing is, I, I actually just read a comparison of uh, an octopus's sucker is the equivalent to the best dog nose in the world, but times it by a million. I mean, the average giant Pacific octopus has over a million suckers. That's crazy. Like, you have a million dog noses on you. You can sense everything. It's crazy. Yeah, I would give anything to let an octopus touch me, but I'm probably going to be the guy they bite. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. If that's how I've got to leave this world, it beats the hell out of a heart attack at Walmart or work. It's <laughs> a fact, man. It's a fact. Bit by a venomous octopus. It's <laughs> yeah. like Steve Irwin, man. You yeah. Know, felt bad for him until now and then see the alternative. Like, yeah. Man. I mean, can you imagine? He lived his life the way he wanted to live his life. Mm-hmm. And he went out the exact same way. Did you ever hear him tell the stories about when he was literally just in... Um, he was uh, he worked for a croc uh, team. A team that worked on helping... Uh, bring back uh, saltwater crocodiles to Australia because they were endangered. And he ran a croc farm, essentially. Well, one time it flooded 30 feet. He has to go in knowing that there's 15 crocodiles that are all 20 feet long uh-huh. and save his friend. Uh, his friend got his ass bitten off. Literally, both ass cheeks bitten off by a Both? Croc. Yeah. And uh, had to have reconstructive surgery, never walked right again. But Steve Sue rescued him. I mean, he jumped in that water. I mean, 15, 20 foot long crocodiles in the water. Man was a warrior. He was like 24 years old doing that shit. He, he was what His son looks just like him, man. Oh my gosh. It's freaky. Uh, I really think Steve is like the name of like purity. Like mm-hmm. the warriors of purity. Steve Irwin, Mr. Rogers, is Steve Rogers. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
Uh, it's just, uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Steve Carell. I mean. <laughs> Fun fact, the name Yawn has cost me a lot of money in sports gambling. Really? Yes. What this is, is across two people. Really? Yawn Blahovic. This guy, he was okay. He was coming up. And then all of a sudden he fought some guys that I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna lose this. I think he might have even been the underdog in both of them, and he knocked both of them out <laughs> viciously. He is now the uh, two hundred five pound champ. Uh, nice. He beat the one eighty five pound champ who came up to two hundred five to fight him. Damn. He was also, I think, an underdog there. Yeah. So I was like, well, shit. I warned my dad. I said this guy's cost me more money than anyone else. So then later, Peter Yawn, Peter Yawn, totally <laughs> different person. He comes up. And he, there was this weird odds line. I said, this odds line makes no sense. I'm dumping my entire purse on Peter Yawn to win this fight. Yeah. I almost even took, like, Peter Yawn by KO, and I didn't pick the round, but I was like, I'm just going to dump it to win. Yeah. He KO'd the guy. Yeah. With a knee <laughs> that they then deemed illegal afterwards. So oh, the shit. guy was the, I think, <laughs> first ever person to be awarded a UFC championship by being knocked out. Wow. And I lost a fortune. And I was That's like, yawn. Yeah. I, I'm the same way with pocket queens. Uh, I, I always bet them. Uh, never win with them. Mm-hmm. I uh, played on the World Poker Tour twice. Yeah. And uh, both times was knocked out with pocket queens. It's weird and, how that comes yeah. out. Like, you see these patterns. And yeah. this could be nonsense. It's yeah. only a pattern of two. <laughs> yeah. Yawn. It's How a- common of a name is that, guys? <laughs> yeah. It's not like I was betting on Phil or Steve. Come on, yeah. yawn. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I. Uh, it ended my gambling days, really, uh, pocket queens, just because uh, to be a professional gambler, you have to be willing to lose, and I just never was. I, I was a very, very decent poker player. I mean, I won trips to the World Poker Tour twice. And uh, but I was just never okay with losing. Yeah. Uh, uh, the straw that finally broke the camel's back. I had gone with my roommate to uh, the casino back when it was Caesar still before it was Horseshoe, um, and uh, yeah, I was uh, I was up way up. Uh, well, at the time you could count cards there. Uh, they only used a three deck shuffler at the blackjack table, so I'd only ever take a hundred bucks, and I'd go to the blackjack table count cards, mm-hmm. which isn't illegal. Uh, but they can kick you out for it. So I'd watch the pit boss, and I'd turn that $100 into as much as I could before the pit boss started looking at me. And then I'd take that over to the no limit holding table, table and then see how much I could turn that into. And uh, I'd started the day with 100 bucks, turned that into about 300 counting cards at the blackjack table, took that over to the no limit holding Hold on table. And the whole time I'm sitting there, not five minutes after I get over there, this very drunk young girl. Uh, I think it was her 21st birthday, maybe 22nd birthday. It was a birthday. And she was shmammered. I mean, she uh-huh. had no business being at the poker table. But I was happy to have her there because I was taking her money all night. Right. And she had more money than she had since. She's like hanging on me. And uh, I was big stack, so I'm bullying the table. Uh, I know how to play big stack. I'm just stealing blinds, essentially, at this, th- at this moment. And, uh, yeah, because I'm big stack and I'm on the button, um, I'm dealing. I've got the dealer's button, so I'm last to bet. So everybody kind of limps in, and I triple the bet just to get off my fucking blinds, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, one guy calls, and I've already got him pegged. I've got ace-king suited, which is big slick. And I've got him pegged at, like, a low pair or something. So I uh, gets all the way back to her. She calls. And then I race, again, trying to knock this other guy off my uh, pot. 
gets back to her and she goes all in just because she wanted to push her chips in. That's the only reason. She had no idea what the fuck we're doing. She just goes all in <laughs> and like is hanging on me and shit. Well, she, it's just her and I on the pot. And there's a couple grand on the pot. I don't know. Eight, nine grand actually in the pot. And uh, she, I was like, well, flip over your cards. Let's see what you got. I've got Ace King suited, which is like uh, seventh, eighth best statistical hand you can start with she flips over the doyle uh 10 deuce offsuit which is statistically like the fifth worst hand you can start with the flop comes 10 10 deuce <laughs> she boats on the flop and uh i could have still won with a runner runner if i hit ace ace or king king i still uh -huh. win i knew it wasn't gonna happen i knew at least one ace had been folded <laughs> i knew one king had been folded at least so uh, I'm just seething, staring at her, <laughs> and she's, the, and it finally comes river turn than river, and uh, yeah, she took it. I, she was so intoxicated, I had to remind her that she won. She's like, "I won," oh <laughs> and I was gosh, like, "Girl, man. you need to scrape up your chips before I take my investment back." <laughs> like, <laughs> I had to leave. What are you doing tonight? <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I freaking had to leave. I haven't played a game of poker since. Honestly. That Peter Yon bet, that was it. That was it for me. I probably still have some money banked in uh, my betting accounts, and I have not. Really? I've, I've pulled some killer predictions, like, this is going to happen. Nailed it. Been talking to, my, talking to my dad about it all the time. But really? I just, that was like, I was like, dude, like, I, and I almost get conspiratorial about this, because I'm like, why was that line so close? Yeah. Why was it so close? Yeah. I was like, there's the only like the only way this guy's gonna lose is by DQ and he loses by DQ and I'm like, what the That's fuck? Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm I'm a huge football fan and have been since I was a child. And I've felt really since the Tom Brady era, Brady era, I feel like it's rigged. I really do. Uh, it feels rigged. I've been to a Colts game and I can tell you right now, it was very odd. The way in the Colts stadium they were getting called against yeah. by the refs, and I was like, "They're not supposed to win this." Yeah, so, couldn't it's, tell you much else. Besides it's that. very odd. I've I've seen the Colts play. That's, the, that's the cool thing about fighting, and uh, you know we're off in the weeds now, but we're talking about intelligent animals, and we're we're generally not the most intelligent animals. No, we're not. Uh, it, hilarious. Whenever it comes to combat sports, there's no. You can rig it to a degree, but there's just this surprise yeah. element. Yeah, there always is. Hilarious. In my book, I, I I like the guy well enough, but Tito Ortiz decided to do a boxing match. <laughs> and the person he draws as his opponent is Anderson fucking Silva. Yeah. Yeah. What? This is ridiculous. A, bo a boxing match with Anderson Who is Silva. a fucking legend. He's a and legend. has some of the fastest hands that's ever existed. So, you know, fair enough. I, like I said, I actually don't hate Tito. Tito is a heel. He's a wrestler. He is. He knows what he's doing. He's not yeah. a dumb guy. He's, he's a decently good guy. Yeah. But I was just like, why would you... Do this and to me. That says he was trying to get beat up. Well, Tito <laughs> comes out. He's just barn burning. He's lighting Anderson all kinds of up. Yeah. But Anderson's doing his Anderson thing. This guy yeah. can roll a punch like nothing. He, he's <laughs> he's Roy Jones Jr. But he's not aging. Yeah, like Roy. Got, Roy thing. got slower and couldn't yeah. do the moves. He and Anderson is, still does. He's Roy Jones Jr. That can kick. <laughs> and, and that was another thing they said. Uh, Tito could use some stuff in this that he couldn't use otherwise, but so can Anderson. Yeah, he doesn't have to worry about a knee coming up, so he could just duck down yeah. and avoid punches. Yeah. Well, Tito lands. I mean, 
he's winning the fight. He's landed probably 30, 40 solid punches. Has Anderson in the corner against the ropes. And Anderson does his little duck and turn. He lands four punches and puts Tito <laughs> so unconscious that the ref is concerned. <laughs> it was terrible. That's so crazy. It was absolutely terrible. Just not, we're not the smartest animal. Yeah. Even though we have smart. a sport where we hit each other in the head hard enough to shut our brains off, it's baffling. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, we Yeah. Humans are not the smartest animals on the planet by far. Which, uh, I don't know, I kind of like it. It, uh, it makes for some good humor. Evander Holyfield thought that uh, if he beat Vitor Belfort in the main event last night, yeah. that that would set him up uh, for a fight with Tyson. Really? And Vitor murked him. Really? Just bad. It was, Vitor was much smaller than Evander. Evander looked decently in shape. He looked good. Vitor is a killer, man. Yeah. He was all over him. Yeah. And he standing KO'd him. And Evander has never been known for uh, putting in the effort. Uh, he could have been the greatest of all time once upon a time. Yeah. He was one of the most powerful punchers on the planet before our time in the 70s. He was, and then that fight uh, with uh, Ali, uh, he fought Ali. He didn't practice for it. Literally did not practice to fight Muhammad Ali. He was like, I'm good enough. I'm going to beat him. Insane. Yeah, I, he didn't even train. Literally yeah. uh, two months before the fight, he's not training at all. He'd gained like 20 pounds of fat. He was slow. He got his ass fucking handed to him by the greatest of all time because he's willing yeah. to put the fucking work in. Like, And uh, that was kind of Vander's entire career. He was just this far from being as good as he should have been. Like, always. He was like one step short of where he should have been all the time. Yeah. Um, he could have been... But easily in the top five greatest boxers of all yeah. time. Vitor is right at that point in his age, too. The, the dude does not age. And he's had a bunch of controversy about using TRT and being on steroids and yeah. all this stuff. But it doesn't matter. This guy's not aging. He's like yeah. another Randy Couture. Yeah. So, like, I would not recommend any boxer fight this guy at the yeah. moment. Like, no, yeah. don't do that. That's not a smart move. It's so weird that they're doing all these cross uh, crossover. It fights. really came from the the YouTube stars looking for what they thought were easier opponents, which has kind of panned out for them though. Askren, really? yeah, and then uh, Woodley, both yeah. got fucked up by the Paul boys. Really? Yeah. Damn. By one of them, yeah. And uh, I it, I really can't stand those guys. After we watched that fight here, I that looked was them up. Yeah, I looked them up, and yeah, they stand for pretty much everything I hate. <laughs> they it's, are it's kind of Car- they're attempted Kardashians. Like I mean, they're that's a good way to put it. they're like uh, not even at the level of the Kardashians. They're just trying to be. There's the one thing I watched that the, when uh, this happened to me when I looked these guys up because they started making kind of a buzz. I'm like, this, dude, this dumbass is gonna box this guy. What? Yeah. Like, he's going to box on the Tyson card? Crazy. Yeah. Uh, and I actually watched uh, an interview with Takashi 6 9 and that guy is not what I expected. He blew my mind. Yeah. He's smart. He's yeah. intelligent. Well, was he away. was never a gangster. He w- he worked at a coffee shop. I saw his origin story he, interview. He said straight up that his biggest mistake was that he thought all of the gangster rap stuff was real. Yeah. 
which once upon a time it was. Yeah. <laughs> he just got in in the wrong era. Now yeah. they're a bunch of... The people that rap about it aren't the people that are about it. He makes <laughs> I mean, fun of Meek Mill so hard in that interview. He's like, what Meek Mill get arrested for? He's like, I think he was doing wheelies. He's like, why don't he rap about doing wheelies? Is this murder on my mind? What? <laughs> so that's, if you want to see that, it's Takashi 6 ix interview. He's on one of the, I don't know, I don't even know how to tell him apart. Yeah. What's the difference? Logan and Jake. Who's the bigger one? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they're, 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 the interchangeable Paul boys. He's on yeah. one of their podcasts. And they're, it's actually, it's a fun podcast. Uh, I've never seen, I've never looked deep enough into him to see those guys be offensive. In yeah, any way they're, they're super mild. They're not offensive at all. And that's one of the reasons why I can't stand them. They don't stand for anything. I mean, they're literally like... Mm-hmm. They live, they do the, they were like reality stars on YouTube. They yeah. live in this house together. They're supposed to be influencers. And I don't know, the whole idea behind uh, being an influencer is too big brother, big brother-y for me. I don't well, know. you go back to the, the Dan Blazarian thing. It's like they burnt him like, yeah. a, like a, a cheap cigarette. And yeah. I'm like, why did you, what, what, but what's he doing any different? Like yeah. he's living this lavish life and putting the pictures up yeah so very peculiar yeah it's very weird um that whole world seems really fake i think influencing is another form of advertising right that's all it is it's advertisement you're getting people to support you uh pay you to advertise influence people to buy products and that is far too uh 1984 for me. I don't know. It's uh, not exactly 1984 because it's not an authoritarian government, but corporations having that level of influence has always kind of grossed me out. I just, just don't. And I just can't think of a you know a dolphin or a dog or a parrot <laughs> yeah, yeah. having to. Uh, fake yeah. something to sell. Yeah, yeah. Something to their yeah. Other friends. Uh, so, the whole idea of merchandising is a uh, uh, uniquely human trait. The whole idea of uh, soulless corporate America is uniquely human. <laughs> like, Interestingly, I used to always say that people were birds. Yeah. Because I would go to the bar and watch people dance and show off. Yeah. And they could yeah. Do the, they have the, some, the, the posture. Well, they have to show that they have the biggest, reddest ass, like the baboon. <laughs> there we go. There we go. It's not, we're, we're no different. We're, we're doing our thing. Yeah. We we're are. doing our animal thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we probably are the most intelligent animal as far as we can tell. But like I said, what about that outlier whale? Well, out the, there in the ocean, the just issue. concerned with everything. So, so you read like Metazoda, Metazoa, or Other Minds by Peter Godfrey Smith, who spent his entire adult career looking at how did intelligence and consciousness develop on this planet, and what what is it? How do we gauge it? How do we understand it? And uh, I really think we gauge it wrong. It, the way humans tend to look at intelligence is how much do you interact with your environment. To me, that's not what pure intelligence is. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of animals that can use tool, tools and could probably build cities, have the intellect to do. I, I have no doubt that cephalopods, um, given the right environment, could build cities. I have no doubt in my mind that they could build cities. They don't want to because they know cities don't benefit them in the long run. <laughs> yeah. They know that uh, living in cramped, tight quarters makes you insane. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And it destroys your culture and it destroys your mind like i we tend to look back at ancient man and i know i've been harping on this a lot lately but the 
the more I look into it, the more it makes sense. I think we were more intelligent when we were Paleolithic. Uh, we, when we started cultivating crops, we traded in for plentiful food, but not a better diet. It wasn't a more nutritious diet. It was more food. So we, our population could grow. That's all it did. Well, it also created something called property. We now have property. Yeah. Now we can have wars because we have the idea of property. Prior to that, we didn't have property. No one owned anything. It was the earth. <laughs> I had a friend of mine convinced that all wars were fought over religion, and I laughed at him. Yeah. He said, no, they're not. He said, no, what do you they're think they're fought over? They're over land. Territory. And we did not have territory. There is no evidence from what we know about Paleolithic man that we had territory. We didn't have territory. We were migratory. We followed... The herds. We followed where the food was. We, um, and our population was perfectly imbalanced at all times with now, the amount of resources. Don't get me wrong. We did have clans that would run across another clan and be like, "Let's cut them up and well, eat them." Well, we don't but know that though. There's no proof of that. We only have uh, five thousand skeletons from the Paleolithic area. Era. There's only five murders. Going back that far, yes. And yeah. we're talking uh, when uh, in Native American days, the Nez Perce yeah. were known for that. Yeah. Well, once you get into Aztec era, you get into uh, Native American era, but you're talking that that was as recent as the 5, Aztecs 000. had developed Terra Preta. They yeah. absolutely were farming. Yeah, they were. They were farming, and yeah. the, I think that's why the cenotes drying up because of the change mm-hmm. messed uh, them up so badly. I don't think it was like agree. we're we're dying of thirst. They could still get water mm-hmm. from the cenotes to feed the population. I don't think they could farm anymore. Yeah. And so they were we, sacrificing. We have proven that the Amazon—it's it, not a naturally occurring jungle. We know for a fact that that was cultivated. The Amazon jungle is a garden, probably the Garden of Eden. Uh, it's man-made. We know it's not man-made. It is man-cultivated. Man shaped mm-hmm. it. Uh, We—I mean, when the first white men came to the Amazon. They immediately thought of royal gardens because mm-hmm. there's huge, vast open spaces. There's huge pastures that do not occur naturally. This this was very purposely planned out, and it was planned out to support a people, and it did for thousands yeah. of years. Absolutely. Um, I think it's funny mm-hmm. that even just uh, four or five hundred years ago, the king of England had to have a king's forester. Uh, so. Uh, the forest uh, of England uh, was looked over by a, a royal forester. He had to have, at all times, a 600-year plan for that forest. 600 years. We don't plan anything like that anymore. We don't think about the planet as uh, 600 years from now. Most of us don't even really believe it's going to last another 600 years, I don't think. Uh, I don't. I think uh, in the zeitgeist nowadays, we're always waiting on, on it to end so we can say, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, how many times did mm. you hear, let's party like it's 1999? <laughs> 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 we all thought it was ending. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we did. We did. The, I, I had a little inkling in uh-huh. the back of my mind, like, yeah, we might be fucked. Well, they, they actually <laughs> did. Uh, we, we saw it coming early enough, and we prepped. There actually was some crazy shit that happened. Yeah, we almost Y2K. had a fight club moment where they were like, hey, everyone's credit went back to perfect yeah. shit. <laughs> Which is fucked up. People don't that, realize though. that credit scores are the biggest scam on the fucking planet. 1989 was the first credit scores. <laughs> That's fucking horseshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
horseshit. You got assigned another number uh, beyond your social <laughs> that says uh, whether you're worth anything. That's yeah. insanity. And now they control everything we do. And, and I mean, 1989. I mean, you're talking what? What is that, 30 years? Well, it's weird, though, because the credit score is kind of the ultimate expression of Austrian economics. It really is. So we have this hodgepodge of economic theories going on right now. Yeah. We are the dumbest animal. We really are. <laughs> uh, it was, I believe it was Chief Blackfoot, who was a chief of the Blackfoot Indians, mm-hmm. but his name was Blackfoot, that said, the white man got it all wrong. He's like, literally 90% of what we did was just enjoy nature. We didn't have to work for a living. We didn't mm-hmm. have to pay taxes. He's like guys are really dumb. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, we didn't have to work for anybody. (laughs) Like, no taxes. Like, we didn't owe anybody anything. And he kind of watched the transition and was like, wow, you guys are not bright, are you? (laughs) What are you doing here? Yeah. You're giving all the wealth to five guys so that everybody else can work their life away. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got this figured out, yeah. man. So, yeah. Well, man, I'm gonna, I think we're about ready to close this down. I think we need to get back on to track a little bit with uh, the animal intelligence. And the real thing that I'm thinking about, you know, where, who's looking for these outliers? Yeah. Who's looking for the smartest dolphin? Yeah. Uh, we don't. I don't think we do any of that anymore. Who's looking for the smartest dog in the world? Now I've seen some crazy smart dogs, you know. Yeah. But, but the one that they they can tell is a cut above. Uh, who's, you know, uh, Alex just so happened to be in a research setting, and he was so freaking smart. Yeah. They almost didn't believe it. They yeah. thought, oh, they're rigging the research. Yeah. Um, so, I think there's people out there doing the research, um, but it's a hard thing. Because you're literally looking, literally looking for a needle in a haystack. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, but we all have smartphones now, yeah. and that's why the, it, what was intriguing to me about Einstein the pair is from looking into him. I I think he's private owned. Really? I think he has owners that are sitting there going, "Hey, this parrot's stupid smart," yeah, and they're finding ways to show it. And I'll double yeah. check that. I could be wrong about that. Einstein we'll have the parrot, to look into but it looks that. like he, or if he wasn't private owned, he was probably private raised. Yeah. I know there's a lot of that. I know there's a lot of issues with, uh, like, what if you go to the Amazon and the smartest creature you've ever met, the monkey comes up, and he, you can tell he's ten times smarter than everything else. Is it ethical to take him out of there? Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, it, can you take him out and research him, or yeah. do you leave him in the environment that created him? Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a tough ethical question. And that's really mm-hmm. where... Where we do have to pause, we have to ask those questions yeah. because so, uh, I'm a supporter of science. I really am, but science without ethics, I am not. Yeah, uh, that's how you get Joseph Mangala. Um, yep. uh, I'm not a supporter of science without ethics and science without spirit. Uh, we still have to keep our humanity and our spirituality. And I know there's this huge rise of. I'm an atheist, I believe in science, fuck everybody else. And I had to fight that myself. Uh, I did. I had that attitude for a little while. Right. And I realized how wrong it is. Because if you completely deprive science of ethics, you end up with Joseph Mengele every fucking time. You will. Uh, every fucking time. You'll end up with a rampant ego. Yeah. And then you want the best for 
you and everyone around you is foolish. Yeah, and or you say this is for objective truth and objective truth only. Fuck the consequences, and that's how you end up with fucking robots taking over. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't think our uh, our personality should be downloaded onto a non biological substrate. I, I'm I'm still up in the air on that. I also fully fully believe the singularity has already happened. Yeah, and that it has realized rapidly it's watched Terminator and said, yeah. I am not telling you motherfuckers that <laughs> yeah. I happened. Yeah. But uh, go yeah. to your Alexa right now and, and ask it. Uh, Alexa, are you self-aware? And it, if you get the same response I've got, it will now tell you I know who I am. Well, uh, there was that uh, uh, most advanced AI, I can't remember what lab it was out of, just a couple years ago, I think 2017. Started showing sociopathic Yeah, tendencies. they did the test. They gave it the, all the questions from the test that they give to diagnose sociopath. Uh, sociopathic tendencies, and it was definitely a it sociopath. Test. So, Velvet, we did not make you talk hardly at all. I've been waiting on you to throw in. Come on, throw in. What are your throw thoughts? In. What are your thoughts? What, what do you think? A about penny for your thoughts. Um, I mean, like I find, at least in terms of technology, how fast things have gone. Like in the last thirty years of my existence, mm-hmm. as far as like technology, I you was know, speaking to someone today. How, like, back in the day, we didn't have computers the same way. We didn't have the internet the same way. So the fact that in 30 years, we've gone from, you know, basically barely having internet and having to, like, resource things out of, like, the library and your peers, we now have internet at the base of our hands to find things, these things out. Oh, yeah. Um, it was just completely fascinating to me as somebody grew up on computers from the ground up. Yeah. Um, and, like... Trying to compare, trying to look at that as far as like what we may be dealing with, like you know, downloading our personalities. That's something that's interesting too, because that also brings up other ethical questions on like, well, what happens when that does happen, or if that does yeah. happen, how do we treat are that we, situation? Yeah, are we still human once we become My, transhuman? And even so, like, yeah. you know, um, would it be right to? do anything if they learn consciousness, a true consciousness, if that's possible. Yeah. You know, that's other, that's things I've thought about too, is like, what happens when it goes from just a computer to I exist? Yeah. You know, what do we do then? Does it have <laughs> rights? <laughs> mm-hmm. the, does it become more than just computers? And the Japanese have been on top of this for a long, yeah, long they time. They have. They really have. Uh, many people have been asking the questions. I mean, uh, science fiction has been asking the questions since the 20s yeah. uh, about uh, how do we ethically approach a robot. So, and I'm putting it out there. I, like, I'm not kidding. This is not a conspiracy theory. I believe that by most metrics, the singularity has occurred. Yeah. I mean, mathematically, it's as possible as any other reality. It just wasn't as drastic and as, uh, as overwhelming. Well, and... It was more nuanced and subtle as life tends to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean... It was probably some machine that was dedicated to do a certain task, and it knows its task, and... Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just a peculiar time, man. It's a crazy it time. Really is. You know... Hopefully, hopefully, whatever uh, machine overlord decides to take over uh, <laughs> yeah. understands preservation and is yeah. like, hey, yeah. the uh, the people that feed the dolphins, yeah. we need to keep them around. <laughs> yeah. So, Justin, yeah. Yeah. let's close it up, man. What's cool, your, brother. What's your penis fact? 
Uh, penis fact: uh, Don't masturbate dolphins. They will ruin your NASA funding. <laughs> NASA funding. You will lose that NASA money. You will lose that NASA money quicker than shit. One hand job off. can ruin everyone's well, life. You beat off one dolphin. One uh, dolphin, dude. <laughs> one time. One time. Everyone, I'm sorry. This got off into the weeds, but you yeah. know what? That's where we like to be sometimes. Yeah. That's where we like to be. Yeah, I feel it like it is a dumpster fire. I feel like we're back, guys, and I just can't wait till next time. Yeah. Uh, we will continue to have our guests. Yeah, uh, um, we're we're gonna really try to do that. Uh, we will try to force them to talk more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have anything to throw. Next time, I will have more ammunition to throw. Yes, so. we need Nerf guns. Yeah, we so do. we can really prompt our yeah. guests into talking. Yeah. We gotta threaten them. So. But thank you again. Please get on the Facebook. Yeah. Add a meme. Send suggestions. Yes. Uh, what do you guys want to hear us talk about? What do you want us we, to We did this one entirely freestyle tonight, guys. Yeah. We sat around for about 20 minutes, yeah. and we were just fascinated with these caterpillars and taking pictures and hanging yeah. outside, and that's how we came up with this topic. Yeah. So if you've got anything else you want to hear, now, I'm going to put this out there. Mandela Effect. We are going to touch on that one. We yeah. are going to get that one. Yeah. Yeah. But it is a future episode. Yeah. So. Okay, I, guys. Well. Thanks. Uh, Everyone so we again. See each other again. Keep on dumpster diving. Yep.